What's up, world? This is your man, Nick Eden, and I am here with the Talk of the Town. I know you're going to dig this. Here with the Talk of the Town. Take you to the hometown Martinette in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millett and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music. chilling and apparently my laptop is not working today so I'm just looking at Kevin and his laptop. I don't have one. See man, you don't have to feel bad like that man. You know what I'm saying? And we can share her laptop. We can share. You hear me over here typing but you know, we can share. I like to have my own man. I'm just saying man. Ain't nobody telling you to keep buying those janky laptops. I got a good laptop, man. Yeah, Might be good enough to be main. broke down right now. Look, man. It's cool, though, because when I get back up and running, I'm going to be going 100. Yeah, right back to the place to get it fixed. Mm-mm. No. You're saying, man. Nah. Anyway, man, I'm ready for college football to start and wait. Yeah, man. You know what we're going to have to do for you, Al? And I was truly, truly thinking about this, man. We're going to have to produce a show that's sports-oriented for this sports season. Because Oh, yeah, we need you, that. You, you know, we can't have you on here talking about this all the time on all our shows. I, I'm, I, I'm guilty, too. So I can't really say yeah. that. I can't say nothing. But, you know, we, we got to get we gotta get a middleman sports talk, man. That, that, oh, I yeah. like that title, middleman sports talk. Be on the lookout for that, y'all. Coming pretty soon. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up right there. We're going to have to do that. I don't know what day would be appropriate. Probably a Monday or something. Hmm. You know, after all the games been played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, give you a good good vision on NFL, college, you know, the whole nine. Well, but, but, you know, we still got Monday Night Football. Oh, We may have to do it another day. You know what? We might have to do it on Tuesday night after the uh, Tuesday morning takeover for all those that know about the Tuesday morning takeover. That's 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So make sure y'all tune in for that Tuesday morning takeover for that great R&B selection, independent music, man, from independent artists from around the country. Join us with okay. that. You know what I'm saying? We got okay. some hot records on there. You know what I'm saying? Not that, uh, you know, that... that Hearing all these little baby goats out there singing that. Hi. Hi. Hey man, I want to give a shout out to our man Jannard. 
uh, Blaze. You know who I'm talking to. Blaze. Big Blaze, man. Uh, you know, we want to try to plug this again, man, because I know school is coming in. And we got a lot of people out there that got that want to get some good money for their kids, for them book bags, that lunch, them dues, them fees, or whatever you, you know you got to take care of. Make sure you go over to nationsetit.com, and that's www.nationsaidit.com to enter. They're giving away $250. We are one of the sponsors, so you make sure that y'all go over to nationsetit.com and enter. It's easy, man. I'm talking about, dude, I got my name in there. I'm supposed to have it in there, but I got my name in there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang, I said that on the L. My bad. My bad. But that's nationsetit.com. Y'all make sure y'all go ahead and get that 200 and 50 big ones them brothers giving away over there. Most definitely. Man, um, you ain't even look at you, man. You looking so pathetic without uh, dog. Come I mean, on, I mean, man. Look, get it, man. Look, Come on, man. stop playing, man. Look, look, man, my laptop is part of my livelihood, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I understand. I understand. Right. I understand. There it is. I understand. Anyway, uh, in recent news, the one of the wide receivers for the Philadelphia Eagles, Riley Cooper, made an interesting remark and, um, you know, had a lot of people upset. I don't know if you saw the video on uh, World Star where he was like, um, I will beat any N-word in here. They were somewhere or whatever. I don't know where they were, but they were somewhere. I forgot where he, where he was or whatever. But uh, I, I have yet to hear if Michael Vick has something to say about it. Yeah, he has something Vick. to say about it. His dummy brother had the audacity to say, I'll pay anybody $1,000 to take this dude out. What? Yeah. Wow. This okay. is what he said. Now. This, this is what he said. I mean, dude, how dumb can you be? But you know, I mean, man, people got people got to have better common sense with what they doing out there, man. I'm like, dude, this is your brother. He just trying to rebuild his career. You know, all this racism that's going on right now, man. You can't be yes. a victim of it, man. You know, you just gotta let them let them boys do what they do. He said something right. stupid. You know, you ain't got to worry about nothing. And what I mean by you ain't got to worry about nothing, he ain't had to put that thousand dollar hit out on him. I guarantee exactly. he gonna have a thousand dollar hit on him anyway. Literally. <laughs> Somebody gonna yeah. wear him out, man. So he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He'll probably be hurt. That's what he's doing. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I went to uh, Riley's Twitter page, and of course, you know, they do the, you know, the, the common apologetic thing, you know, sending out the apologies to his fans, and he's embarrassed, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, he'll be all right. Hey, you know, sit down somewhere. He'll be all right. Hey. And that probably was his publicist typing on his page. I mean, you, you know it. I mean, when you put your publicist out there, I mean, that's even it's like with the music industry. You got to have somebody to, you know, kind of catch that's the right. faces for you, man, and put you in the right position to win. You got to clean it up. Got to clean, clean it, it up. up. You know? Clean it up. That's all it was, man. Mm-hmm. But I, I know we don't have the numbers that our man Nikki normally put out there, man. I wish we had some of the numbers because I know this past uh, Tuesday we had some new releases out there uh, in, in the record realm. But, uh, you know, I don't know any new records that came out because honestly I ain't looked at the, the sheets lately. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't even know if anything really interesting came out because typically you will see advertisement or you like it will be like a big showdown about something, but I don't know if anybody came out. Well, I mean, it really don't matter, man, because, I mean, just like the topic that we're talking about tonight, man, 360 deals, a lot of these guys are on 360 deals. Guess what? They ain't getting their money. They ain't getting their money's worth of their promotion because that's why we don't know their record is out. Right. <laughs> if I knew exactly that right. your record was out, then you know what I'm saying? If I knew that your record yeah. was out, then I wouldn't have to be guessing. Hmm. Hmm. Like you just said, man. I don't know any records, you know. But on to tonight, man. Tonight, man, we're talking about these 360 deals, man, and we got some great clips for you guys tonight, man. We're going to, you know what I'm saying, break it down for you, man, even the aspects of what is expected with getting a record deal and should you get a record deal. As all of our current listeners and our new listeners, you will learn on the Middleman Talk Show, period, Talk of the Town, any of our entertainment shows, we will iterate to you guys once again that we are for independence. You don't have to be a whore. And that is in reference to our previous show that we had called The Pimp and the Whore. And the Whore. Yep. Make sure you go back to our archives and listen to that show, man. Ice T broke it down to you. It's back. I mean, it's just slap in your face, man. A lot of these labels are pimping guys, and man, people running to them to say, hey, I want this deal. I want to be signed. I want to get in with you. Hmm. Well, we're going to give you some details tonight through these clips that we got, through some of the knowledge. And I know we got some uh, educated listeners out there, man. We got some people out there, man, that, that knows the game back and forth, man. And if you guys feel like calling in tonight, the number is uh, 718-508-9972. We definitely want to hear from you guys about your knowledge of the business because that's the main thing over here, man. We're trying to share this knowledge, get our people educated, and become independent owners. Yep. When you get a 360 deal, man, you're getting pimped to a level that you may not even understand. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. There's a lot of artists out there that sign the 360 deals. A lot of artists want to get out of 360 deals. Yep. So we're going to definitely get into this tonight. And uh, what we're going to go ahead and go and get this going right quick, Al, man. We're going to get into this first clip of the night. This clip right here, what makes an artist instantly signable? A lot of you guys are like, man, I got good music. I got this. I got that. They won't sign me. Right. This right here. They we finna let y'all hear what this guy has to say about what he thinks. And, you know, this is every clip that we have is from professionals of the industry. These are not random people talking. These are professors, law entertainment, and people that worked in the distribution in, in the industry for a while. Uh, so y'all make sure y'all pay attention to these clips. Make sure you go back and download this show to make sure that you can replay it to hear it again. But this is the first clip of the night. What makes an artist instantly signable. Check this one out. What makes an artist or a band instantly signable? What is going to cause them to call you up and say, we are interested in signing you? It's obvious that you've been successful on your own. Pretend this is a whiteboard. Here's Chicago. Here's a hundred mile radius around the city of Chicago. Identify every club in that hundred mile radius where they like musicians that do original music. Beg have sex with them, whatever you have to do 
in order for your band to get booked at those clubs. And when you start packing the house and you've built up a nice following, then draw a 200-mile circle and expand what you do out to that radius. Repeat the same thing. Go 300 miles, 400 miles, and before you know it, you will have sold thousands of CDs. And that's what labels are looking for. Musicians have a tendency to want other people to do stuff for them. If I sign with this record label, my work is done. All I have to do is be really good as an artist, and then I sign the deal, I make the record, everybody fawns all over me, and they do their little magic stuff, and the next thing you know, I'm a giant hit. People are laughing. You know better, don't you? They want somebody who can prove to them that you have focus, that you have marketing prowess, and that you are able to sell the product. You're able to sell the product. Mm-hmm. And I know you were peeping out what he was talking about right there, man. Yep. It's just, as he said, a lot of guys want to get out there and be like, hey, man, I'm good. Y'all should sign me. But the thing that he said, what makes an artist instantly signable is the leg work. If yep. you were taking notes, you would notice that. We in the South, right. artists, the artists of the South know this. We didn't have the luxury of going to a record label, posting up outside and say, hey, man, I'm here. Or that's my cousin right. over there. He did A&R, sign me. But what right. made these guys instantly signable was what, Al? I mean, the focus, the, market, the marketing press, I mean, the coverage area. You know, all of that. I mean, like, even your whole style and, and, and the image about yourself. So, Give me one example of some. Give me some of the artists that you know in the South that made them made themselves instantly signable. There's some notable um, artists from the South that made themselves signable when they were approached by these labels to get a deal. Um, you got to look at uh, Ludacris. You got to look at Slim Thug. Got to look at T.I., Young Jesus. And, and let's uh, talk Slim Thug for a high second. Slim Thug was one yeah. of the guys that came to the table with leverage because he did right. what? Within a 200-mile radius, he was able to sign and get people on that get people on that dotted line real quick, real fast. Mm-hmm. Because he did what, Al? He had hundreds and thousands of records being sold. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, so he had, made himself what, Al? Very remarkable. Instantly signable. Now, we're going to move into the next mode of this. Once you get signed, there were options back in the day where you would just have a contract where, you know, the label would provide you with certain amenities and certain things to help promote your records and get you out there. We're just going to use the layman terms tonight. We're not going to get too technical. But they gave, put you in a position, basically, to be able to put your product out there. And as our good friend Charlie will also reiterate, they give you that loan, which is the deal, the monies to do it. That's a loan. Mm-hmm. Right. So now the record labels are looking at it like, hey, man, you know, we, we put a lot of money into y'all, but we ain't getting nothing back. We ain't getting nothing back. That's right. Some, yeah, we need to get something out of you guys. So right. enter the 360 deal. And right now what we're going to do, yeah, we got a lot of clips for you guys tonight, but y'all check this out. We got uh, Kendall Mentor. He's an entertainment lawyer. Mentor. I'm sorry, Mentor. Uh, he's an entertainment lawyer, and uh, you know what I'm saying? He's going to break down this whole 360 deal situation for you. I want you guys to pay close attention. Make sure I'm going to give you a second to get your pen, your papers, and your pad all together. If you're re-listening to this show right now as I speak, pause it. Go ahead and get your pen and your pad and 
all that good stuff right there and write down this information. You are listening to the Talk of the Town with the Middleman tonight. This is the 360 deal. Check this out. 360 deals, I mean, the concept of 360 is it's circular, it's all it's encompassing. Um, the evolution of the 360 deal came about within the past five years, I would say. And it came about as a direct result of the fact that record companies were losing money. They've been losing money for the last five to ten years. Single, sometimes double-digit declines in sales and revenue every single year. So as a result of that, the record companies, in order to survive, began to look at how can we, one, cut expenses, so a lot of staff layoffs, a lot of consolidation, a lot of mergers, um, a lot of roster cuts with their artists, slashing of budgets for recording, slashing of promotional and marketing budgets that they would have normally spent on lavish parties or radio promotion. So that's one way to boost the bottom line, you cut expenses. The other way, obviously, is you increase income. They weren't increasing income by the increase of sales because sales of the physical CDs were declining as sales on the Internet were exploding and they hadn't yet captured uh, the, the, the opportunities for monetizing Internet sales. So they started looking for the artists. And they were saying to the artists, particularly new artists, that they were investing hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars in developing new careers. And they were saying, you know what, we're spending a lot of money on you. Nobody's ever heard of you or really cared about buying anything from you before we spent this risk capital to make you a star. But we don't want to be limited anymore to just getting revenue from sales of records. So you're going out as a result of our risk, our investment, and you are now having a career that can then bring you great financial rewards from touring, from publishing, from the writing of your material and the ownership of your copyrights, for successful gold and platinum artists, obviously merchandising is a very lucrative area. Film and television opportunities come, book deals come. So what the record companies kind of did slowly but surely, one by one by one, and now almost all, all the majors are doing it and quite a few of the significant independents are doing it. They're saying, we will invest the money as we always have. We will continue to have the same contractual relationship and economic and financial arrangements that we always had as it relates to the sale of your records. However, now we want a piece of the pie that you're enjoying from our risk capital. And therefore, the record companies are demanding a percentage profit participation of varying percentages. Could be as low as 5%, could be as high as 25%, could be on gross, could be on net. That's all subject to negotiation, but the essence is, is that they are now sharing as income partners in all the various areas related to the entertainment industry that an artist is now receiving. Al, what do you think about that clip? Well, I mean, he pretty much told you the whole breakdown of it. And if you wasn't really paying attention, I mean, um, please go back and listen. He tells you pretty much that the labels want any and everything that you and your name could be marketed as to make money off of. So, um, of course, he gave you the timeline as far as when, you know, the evolution of the deal began. Up until now, and 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 we see it, we see it like you see it every day. You see commercials, mm-hmm. you see artists showing up on TV shows and movies. You see their, um, you see more movies now. Back, I guess you would say maybe ten years ago we had a lot more musical soundtracks versus well, well being promoted versus the musical soundtracks now that are not really being promoted anymore. 
Um, so I don't know what what's the deal with that because I was like I remember going to the record store and buying a lot of soundtracks. Right. You know, like Rhyme and Reason. Like I think everybody bought that Rhyme and Reason soundtrack. You know. Yeah, um, I got it. <laughs> even 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 the Friday uh, soundtrack that was a dope soundtrack. But um, you know he. He pretty much said everything. I mean, um, prime example, um, you know, the 360 deal standpoint of it is Trinidad James. You know, what he's involved in now. I mean, he's, I mean, he has featured on, you know, a few episodes on, on TV. Um, you know, they have played his, I guess, well, I don't know if he owns the actual production of that gold song, whatever. But you know that instrumental had commercials. I mean, now that's cool. But I mean, the thing that that stood out the most to me, Al, was the point that he was saying that the record labels are dipping into every stream of revenue that you have. That's touring. That's merchandise. That's any type of aspect of monies that you have coming to yourself. So if you telling me that. Okay, my albums ain't selling good, but my tour money is excellent. Wonderful. I'm, I'm making this money piece. out here on this road. You mean to tell me that piece. you got to dip into my money because my record ain't selling that you ain't promoting right? They going to get a piece. They going to get a piece of it. So primarily when you get into a 360 deal, that means when the, the label throw the money out, the label going to get their money back. That's the layman term for it. They throwing mm-hmm. the money at you. They're going to get that money back one way or another. So right. you have to be weary and leery of what is going on with your positioning to get a deal. Right. Now, so the, the thing about it, Al, go ahead, go ahead. I, I was just going to add to that. As far as um, this is something that was uh, taken from um, uh, the spotlight of a rap rehab website. The first 360 or multi multi rights deal that were that gained wide wide attention was in 2007 with a giant concert promoter uh, called Live Nation. Madonna signed a 360 deal with Live Nation in 2007 that landed um, her a reported 120 million dollars over 20 years and gave Live Nation a share of her touring touring revenue. Mm-hmm. Also, AZ the following year signed a deal roughly one hundred and fifty million dollars over ten years. Now, these are you know of course artists that you know have a you know a longevity type career or whatever that right. you know boys will definitely make them some money. You know, right. so it it wasn't a loss. Now, say for instance, you know, um, I guess you will call maybe just like a made up rapper. Um, MCI rap. Okay, MCI rap. MCI rap cannot get this deal. He cannot get this type of money over ten years. He would not get it. Now, would he be able to possibly sign a contract with Live Nation? Possibly, but not for that amount of money. Not over a a, a, you know a ten year span, maybe a three to five year, maybe yeah. Yeah, we but not, check not, this out. We gonna get into that, you know, because I mean, we we got something right here, man. Because I mean, that right there, I wish you would have saved that for this next, the clip after this next clip. But um, right here, we are gonna talk about 
what happens during a 360 deal. Check this one out. It's, it's very lopsided because a brand new artist who doesn't have a sales or track record or history of making money and they're not successful yet has very little of any leverage. The only leverage you really have coming in the door is if other companies are interested simultaneously in hiring and, si and signing you. Then you can do a bidding war and you can go then one company against the other for the best terms that you can squeeze out of them. If that's not the case, and that's only the case in a small fraction of the time, the new artist has very little leverage, and for an attorney who represents the creative talent side of the equation, it hurts, it sucks. It's, it's just like, you know, because when you look at the numbers, what's really happening is the artist is getting squeezed and squeezed and squeezed. And at the end of the day, yeah, the record company is investing risk capital. They've always been doing that, and only now they're looking to share in other areas because they're losing money. But traditionally, the artist has been in the studio. They're the ones that have to go out and they have to work. They have to promote the record. They have to, you know, stay up late, get up early, get on the bus, sleep in hotel rooms all around the world, eat bad food. So they're the ones that actually have to physically work the record, be out on tour, do all the kinds of interviews and promotional activities, all of which are really unpaid most of the time, to bring value to that record and to that song. And now you have a record company saying, pay me 25 or even 20% of your net profits from touring. You have a manager who's saying, I want 15 to 20% of your gross. You have a booking agency who's taken 10% of your gross from the booking. You may have a business manager. If you're an established artist, you do have a business manager who is probably getting 3 to 5% of your gross of all the money that comes in. Your attorney also is on a percentage basis quite often, but not all the time. But when we are, sometimes it's the same as a business manager, 5% cut. So by the time you finish, on a typical date, a live engagement, an artist may be paying out as much as 70% of the earnings that they're making from that gig, which means they take home 30%, which is not a significant sum of money if you know, you're not making fifty, sixty, seventy, a hundred thousand dollars a night. Hey, did you hear what he just said? You yeah. taking thirty percent of, of of that money back home? Thirty percent, yeah. Al. This what gonna happen? Put the motherfucker in the face quickly. All night. <laughs> I'm just saying. All night, lining them up, man. Thirty <laughs> percent. Now he stated. You know, you out there on the road, you may be out there unpaid. We know, yeah. I've heard stories from a good yeah. friend of ours, ours yeah. that uh, he was saying how, how Goody Mob, he met Goody Mob downtown Atlanta uh, a long time ago at the laundromat. You know, CeeLo then was washing their clothes. They all were living uh, in an apartment close to the Georgia Dome, uh, close to the campus over there. Right. Uh, and he was saying that, you know, he was saying, man, we got an album coming out. We doing X, Y, and Z. He was like, man, y'all doing any shows? Like, yeah. You know, he's like, and he said, they said, they, well, I don't know which one exactly said to him. He said, yeah, a lot of people think that we got money, but we don't got, we don't have money. We we out here just trying to make this name, and then when the label kick everything in, we're going to have that money come in now. That goes back to what his lawyer just said. You out there on the road, you out there trying to build that name. You're trying right. to build that, that brand of you. But you out there, the label ain't putting nothing into you until you bring value back. Right, exactly. Bring value back. So if you coming out, like you said, and that fits in with what this clip said, Al. MC, I rap. He unpaid, ain't got no value. But if he get out there and hustle, and mm -hmm. the first clip we played where it says, uh, uh, what makes you instantly signable, 
if I'm working and I got a 200-mile radius where everybody know me to 600-mile radius, I owe you. I'll put some money and tell you. You got value then. Right. Let's go back to this deal. This 360 deal that you signed with a lot of these new artists are signing. 20 to 25% go towards the touring manager. Well, to the, towards the tour, period. Period, right. 15 to 20% goes to your manager. 10% goes to your booking manager. Your business manager get 3 to 5%. Your attorney can, can get on a rate basis, but 5% or upward. Right. Paying up to 70% of your money, man. How you making money? I'm trying to be the I'm trying to be the tour manager, man. Because <laughs> I mean, if you look at it, man, they 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 getting the biggest cut. You know what I'm saying? Like on the front end. But yeah, but still, I mean, as an artist, man, you know, we we want to make help you guys make informed decisions because we have a lot of people that still are chasing the the record deal. Yes, they're chasing yes. the record deal. They want to be signed. There's right. nothing wrong with being signed, but are you truly sure this is what you want to do? When you think about it, you're only getting a 30% return on your effort. That means mm-hmm. spending your nights cold, eating the same food, whatever the case may be. Right. McDonald's every night. McDonald's. McDonald's man, if y'all, I, I might be telling my, I ain't telling my age, but I'm telling you a little something now. I remember, I remember a long time ago. When I watched the show, the show they showed that those guys were going to Burger King. You thinking like, what the world, Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound and all these guys going to Burger King? But mm. once you start understanding and peel back the layers of the business, you see why there you go. they were doing that. They ain't had no money, right? But the perception is what man, mm. we got calling. it, right? Rented cars, right. <laughs> rented houses. Yep. Rented life. They rented they lives right. out. Now, right. let's talk about the length of the 360 deal. We're going to play another clip, man. We're going to clip y'all out tonight, but we got them for you, and hopefully you guys can learn something off of this one right here. This is the length of a 360 deal. Y'all check this one out. The 360 relationship will last for the time of the deal. So if they're doing a four, five, six album deal, then the 360 and all the other provisions that are in the contract, because it's just one of many provisions, are going to apply typically for the entire length of the contract. Now, however, as you go from album to album, assuming you're going from album to album because you're successful, that success is going to give you the leverage that you didn't have when you first came in as a new artist. And that leverage that you now have to renegotiate for an improved deal We'll probably give you a little bit better participation on the 360 side. I doubt very seriously if it will completely eliminate it because, you know, once the foot is in the door, it doesn't necessarily get completely removed. You only remove one toe at a time. Um, so what will happen is, you know, you go gold, you go platinum. Instead of 15% participation, you may be successful in reducing that to a half or a quarter, and that puts more money in your pocket. You may be able to put certain benchmarks and triggers in so that they only participate when a certain sales level is achieved on the record to show that they're really pushing the record and getting behind it financially to support its promotion. There are a lot of other nuances and things that you can inject into the clause to make it a little bit more palpable, but absent the leverage and the success, you're kind of stuck for the ride. Hey, I'm, 
what do you get out of that one right there, man? I mean, that goes back to um, really step one. You know, what makes you a signable artist? If you don't have that drive to get out there and market yourself to get to the point to where you can go back and renegotiate your deal because of your sales, man, you stuck. You stuck. You stuck. I mean, it can last the length of your contract. If you sign it, we're going to talk about, we have a great clip that's going to talk about this whole seven album deal situation. You know, it's something to, you know, a lot of people be like, well, I'm going to let the clip speak for itself. But as he was stating, when you own an album, the album basis, you have more of a leverage. How many mm-hmm. artists you know that do have leverage that can come in exactly. and be able to make these type moves? Right. A lot of them can. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? How many guys you know are able to come in and say, I don't want this type of deal unless, like we stated at the beginning of the show, if you on point, yeah, man, you, you know, you got enough leverage. The key word is leverage, y'all. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to have so much on my side of the plate where when these guys come about, they can't say, well, uh, Mr. I-Rap, you know what I'm saying, you know, we putting all this money into you. I mean, I should be able to say, hey, sir, I'm already bringing in $1.5 million on my own with my right. company. But when we get caught right. into this contract, the length of the contract, that means for the life of that contract, you still paying upwards to 70% of your money out to somebody else. Man, do you know how long or how many years that can be, a seven-album deal? That, and and like, tell me how be, many people you know that got stuck on a seven-album deal and end up being 15 years. Man, how many people even made it to seven albums, though? Uh, there's only a few. LL is one of the ones that we can say. Yeah. You know he, what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did, what, 12, 13 albums? Yeah. I think. You know, uh, he he definitely had that right there. Well, now, well, you know, of course, Jay Z got his you know catalog too. But but I mean, but it goes back to the fact with a lot of these guys having an album to album basis. Right. When they sign, they're not signing for that length of time. A lot of them get on that length of time, but somewhere in that line or somewhere in that line, they got they they added leverage to their to the repertoire. You know, they added leverage to their whole portfolio mm-hmm. of, of what they got going on with the money. Right. Now. Let's get into what to expect from a recording contract. You know, we're talking about these 360 deals right now. We we have some great clips. You guys, make sure you go back and download this show to listen to that in detail. Slow it down, rewind it, listen to yes. it again and again. Let's talk about this, what to expect from a record deal. Here's another clip. Check this one out. First major term is how long, the, uh, how many albums you may potentially have to commit to to the record company. Um, if it's a major label record company, uh, you will be looking at anywhere between five and seven albums, I would say. And what does that mean? Uh, that you get to make five or seven albums? No. It means that the record company has the option to require your exclusive recording services for as many as seven albums. Um, but the way it works is you record one, they may or may not re- uh, release it. If they, in their business ju- company, in their business judgment, decides that, yeah, this is a good thing and I want another record, they'll pay you another advance and they'll, they'll uh, 
get the second record and the third and fourth and, and potentially the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. But it's that company's option. So uh, people often hear the word dropped. What, what does that mean? That means that record company had seven options. An artist was thinking, I'm going to record seven, seven records for this uh, company. And after the first record, it didn't do so hot uh, in terms of sales. And the record company did not pick up its option for a second album, and therefore they dropped you. You're gone. You're not on the label anymore. They still own the rights to that first album, but there are now going to be no further albums with that company. So you're dropped from the label. Hey, <laughs> Five to seven is really? see the key to that whole conversation right there, Al. We've all heard the terminology of being dropped. I mean, that's a normal term for all of us. Yeah, man, he got dropped. Right. But we never knew the, 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 the integral parts of it. Seven, a, a major label can sign you for five to seven albums. That's with an option. And right. the key word to that whole comment that she made, my man, was exclusive. If they sign you to an exclusive deal, Al, what that means, Al? What does exclusive mean, Al? <laughs> man, it's only designed exclusively for your demise. <laughs> <laughs> that means that I work for you for the length of the foreseeable future yes. until you tell me I suck. Well, she basically yes. say what happens is once you get past a certain point in that exclusive deal, which they're going to hit you with that exclusive deal, what's going to happen after that? Boom, all of a sudden, you can't make us no money, then we're going to have to put you to the side. But there's another terminology that she did not mention that we've heard before. And I, well, some of y'all may have, some of y'all may not have. An ironclad deal. An ironclad deal is basically means that I can't work for anybody, anybody else, else but you for yep. the length of that term of that, that, that contract. <coughs> may it yep. be seven years, may it be ten years, may it be three years, but I'm stuck with you for that amount of time. Yep. Wasn't, um, I think um, when Puffy did the uh, Making the Band, I, I think the band was signed to something like that because when the band broke up, they couldn't side with anybody else or put out any music without Puff say so. Yep, that may have Still, been that stipulation. I don't know if it was an ironclad per se, but it may have been a stipulation it, it, where it, they were stuck. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. It was. Because, you know, Chopper, Chopper tried to get on at uh, Cash Money, but they didn't want to let him free. Yeah, now, he could have got bought out of that contract, but you know, he was just being a butt. Yep, of course. He being a butt. But one thing also, she said they will drop you in advance. The key mm-hmm. word, y'all, advance. That means what, Al? Alone. Mm-hmm. When they give you that advance to do those albums, you get that first advance. If they like what you did, you get that second advance. Now, if your album don't make enough money, you have to pay that advance portion back of what they did not make, which equals to that loan. As our good friend Charlie Braxton stated, it's upwards to 50 to 70% on that loan. Now, would you go buy a car and the car costs $1,000, you got to pay 50% interest? <coughs> It'd be a fool. Yeah. 
But we'll go sign a record deal for 50%. Yeah. Oh, man, that's great. That's what it Very is. Very quickly. That's Very what it quickly. is. But, I mean, it, it's amazing to me how our people will do these things and not think about it. You know what I'm saying? We we, we sign to labels, and we don't think about it. As we will state again, for those that are just tuning in, we're talking about the 360 deals, the details, the integral parts of it. You know what I'm saying? Now, when it comes to the money, we talk. We just got you know heard the clip, and it's talking about what to expect from that record contract. You know, the length, and if you get mm-hmm. dropped, if you know they don't want to retain the rights to use you anymore, you get dropped. Against the word drop. Let's talk about the money if they do keep you. Here's a little clip about the money, the royalty rates. Check this one out. What's your royalty rate? Eleven to fourteen percent of. Uh, the retail price. Uh, so, say in a $12 CD, uh, you would think you would be getting 12% of $12. <sighs> no. Um, actually, it's $12 minus packaging costs and uh, free goods deductions. And th- those are the two main ones. Uh, but basically, uh, they your royalty rate, uh, you're not uh, applying the 12%, your 12% royalty rate to $12. By the time the deductions and the this and the that are taken out, you're probably uh, applying your 12% royalty rate to uh, uh, to about 8 or $9. So that would be your royalty rate. And then there uh, are creative controls in the recording agreement, but almost all of those belong to the record company. Who's your producer? What does the artwork look like? What songs are going to be uh, recorded? How, how, what, what singles are going to be picked for radio? All those in the contract are going to say it's the record company's decision. Although, in my experience, uh, on many of those things, a lot of the record companies definitely listen to artists. They, they're not going to force you into a recording studio with a producer you don't want. Uh, they, they will choose for a single at radio something that you don't think represents you. The cost of that record, 11 to 14% the cost. And the key word that she used in that whole clip right there, y'all, was deduction. You know, we, like I said, we integrate you guys trying to be independent. You got to realize how much money you make. Okay, let's do a little simple math right here, y'all. If I sell my CD for ten bucks and it costs me forty cent to do the actual printing of the CD, another twenty cent for the case. Let's say if I divide up my artwork per how many units I have, it costs me forty cent to get the artwork done. That's a dollar, right? Right. That, that's a dollar, right? No, no, no. That's twenty cent. I'm saying that's. Equal up to a dollar. Let's use a dollar for the mark. If I make ten dollars on that CD and it costs me a dollar, I got a nine dollar profit. But as she was just stating, if I got twelve dollars out there, I'm getting eleven to fourteen percent of it. So that's roughly what a dollar and thirty cents per CD. Dollar and thirty cent per CD. I'm only making a dollar and thirty cent per CD. Then I have to take out for all the other fees and costs that it costs to get that CD to where it needs to be. 
right? So that dollar and thirty cent may equal up to be what? Eighty cent, sixty cent on the CD, sixty cent. So how many units do you have to sell to make money, Al? Man, it, I mean, you got to be in the hundreds of thousands, man. Now, I mean, if I'm a if I'm an independent artist and I only spend a dollar to make that CD at most, if even if I spend two dollars to make that CD, I'm getting eight eight dollars back. If I mm-hmm. sell a ten thousand, how much money I got out at eight dollars a pop? Eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand damn dollars. But y'all want to go sign these record deals because they do what? They put me in front of everybody. They give me FaceTime. They give me all this. But yet, instead, if I can sell 10,000 copies. Now, see, this is the thing a lot of people don't realize. They're looking at what the labels do. The labels will sell 10,000 or 100,000 copies in a couple of days. Yeah, that's good. They got more reach than you. But if you sell a, a 10,000 copies within from January the 1st to December 31st, hey, let's not say $8 a pop, 10,000 copies, that's $80,000. How many people you know out here making $80,000 a year? Man, look, man, that that's equivalent to four or five people working at McDonald's. That's their yearly salary. Now, if you break that down per month, you ain't got to sell that many CDs per month. You can sell a thousand CDs per month, a little bit over a thousand CDs a month to get that ten thousand. Mhm. But yet and still, okay. you sell ten thousand or twenty-five CDs. Yet and still, you want to go sign that deal? Does that make sense, y'all? Uh, the thinking caps, the little light bulbs going on in the head where you're like, ding, 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 ding. But yeah, still, we still have those that want to pursue. Yeah, I, I, I think lately. it still go back. I think it still go back to, um, you know, the people want, wanting and feeling the TV time will help them sell records. I mean, you still got to look at it as, am I putting out good music? Because you can be on TV and put out garbage. Garbage. You still don't sell no records. You know, um, like when Fresh Montana City came out, Fresh Montana thought he was going to sell 100,000 copies in the first week. What happened? Nothing. Not. He was hurt. Now, yes, he, you know, his sales have picked up over the weeks and the months or whatever, but he was hurt. Puff was hurt. Puff put a lot of money behind French and, of course, Rick Ross, whatever, whatever. But Puff was really pushing Fresh Montana. You right. know what I'm saying? Fresh, Fresh was hurt. Fresh was real hurt. When you be, because they hiked him up to be this next guy. They hiked him up to be <laughs> that dude that was going to make that money. Right. You know, right. I mean, his underground scene was what it was, you know. They yeah. thought it was going to happen like that. But right. let's switch into this right here, Al. The things that, that that record deal must have, if you get signed, this is what your contract, and we just got through talking about the royalties. We just played that clip on the royalties and the monies that you're going to get when you get that deal. This right here, if you ever get a deal and you ever sign a deal, at the beginning of this clip, make sure you pay attention to the two words she say at the beginning of this clip. i say it again. Pay attention to the two words she said at the beginning of this clip. If your contract, if you get signed to a major label, your contract does not have these stipulations in you get jacked and, you know, no Vaseline. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hey, oh, yeah. Check it out. A release commitment and uh, an agreed budget, uh, agreed pot of money for uh, marketing. Um, 
as you know, uh, only about 5% of artists ever see a back-end royalty. Uh, that astounded me. Um, a few years ago, I, uh, all the lawyers from all the major record companies, the general counsels were there, and uh, business affairs people, and they said 5% of their artists are getting a, ba a, a royalty check. That means, you know, I always say to people, especially younger people, don't think about that you're going to make any money from a record deal. Chances are you're not. Go buy lottery tickets if you want to make money in the music industry, okay? Because um, it's a huge risk. But what the record companies do, as you suggest, is market and promote your music. That's what they are, marketing and promotion companies. Don't worry about what the royalty rate is because you're never, probably never going to see it anyway. But um, more and more companies these days either don't put your record out Many, many times your CD is never released. You sign a deal, you're all excited, you get to go in the studio, you're all excited, and then the record company says, oh, well, we, can't sell, we don't think we can sell it, so we're not going to release it. So yeah, I, w I, would I would say that trade the royalty rate for an agreed um, sum of money that's going to market and promote you and a release commitment. Did you hear those two words, Al? Hmm. Now, a release commitment is basically what we were talking about earlier with the ironclad situation or the length of those particular contracts that you may be signed to where you're stuck. You Like he was saying with Chopper City, you're stuck. I can't yep. go make money. My name hot right now, but or my name is semi-hot or it may be a little hot. You know what I'm saying? But I can't make no money because... My commitment is stuck under this contract with the terms for this amount of time. And right. also, she said, the budget. You got to have money for them to make things work. We just talked about Snoop Dogg on the whole show uh, DVD from back in the day eating hamburgers. Nothing wrong with eating hamburgers and stuff like that. But what if I need to go to different radio stations across the country and we barely making it in, in a little passenger van? Right. What if, what, if, what if you get sick on the road? Exactly. No, one of your, your crew gets sick that. on the road. Right. Or the, the truck right. break down, the van break down, right. that's all in. You know, because ain't nobody really rolling no tour buses no more like that. Everybody in the 18 passenger vans. Right. If that break down, how how you going to get that fixed? If, if you got to sleep in the van for four and five days because you ain't got no money. But you're going to get them shows over yet still that money go back to them. To the label, mm -hmm. if that's the type of deal that you signed. And did you hear what she called the major labels? She called them a marketing and promotion company. So I'm asking you a question now. What's the difference between us marketing and promoting the middleman talk show and, and doing a promotion for ourselves? Do we got to go get a large firm to do this? We ain't got to. We ain't, we ain't got, got to. to. Yes, I will say this. There are certain aspects that a marketing promotion company may add to what we do and make it right. a little bit more feasible and easy for us to put it out there. But if I use the sweat of my brow and I get my butt up and get out there and make it happen, what's the difference between uh, them and us? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Ain't nothing wrong. Exactly right. Ain't nothing different. Ain't nothing wrong with us getting out there making it happen. But see, but see, the thing is, like, when the, like, 
a person who is independent that came from nothing and really don't understand the concepts of that marketing promotion. I don't think that, like I said earlier, I don't think that they're looking at is I'm on TV. Yeah, that's what they're looking at. They're not. They're not looking at it as I can do the same thing as the label. You know, they don't know about you know that they can get their music on iTunes. They trying to find a deal so their music can get on iTunes, but they don't know that they can do it themselves. That's true. So, I mean, this is. I, I I listened to um, uh, an interview with uh, Tech Nine. Tech Nine is. Um, I think he was the third grossing artist. That that was touring all over the world. Number one was Jay Z. The sec- no, the n- number one was Kanye. The second was Jay Z, and it's Tech Nine. Tech Nine do, do everything himself independently. He has two or three warehouses where he press up his own records. He has his own marketing company where you know all the artists that are you know signed to his label they have access to all of that. So you're going to get branded, you know, from the gate. Like you're going to have promotional materials like T-shirts. Everything like he even talk about he has uh, G strings for females now. Smart G strings, strings of revenue out. Exactly. I mean, we talked oh. about that on a previous show before, man. Uh, you know, with our man uh, 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 Nick Eaton. You know, when we had Selena Johnson's manager mm-hmm. on the yeah. show. Y'all make sure y'all right. go back. I forgot the name of that four part series that we did, but we did oh team building. We had mm-hmm. a four part series about how to build your team, what you need to have in your team to make. You know yourself successful as an artist. Make sure y'all right. go back to our archives and listen. To that. Some of y'all may not know. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman and scroll down through all the shows and you can get it. Believe me, you can get any of these shows and download them. Right. Um, the last thing before we wrap up, Al. These labels, when they get your product, man. You know, you and I, man. When, when we get your CD, man. When we get when we get the artist CDs, we know the time. We know the effort. We know the energy yep. that you put into it. And, and a lot of y'all may not know, we are former members of the New Power magazines. And, yes, we did reviews, interviews, the whole nine for the magazine. So, yes, we understand what it takes for you guys to put that product together. Because, I mean, everyone, Al, as an artist, I see the yep. love and the dedication that he put into his album when he put it together. But the point is, these labels don't look at it like that. And this last clip right here, they're about to tell you how these labels really look at your product. Check this one out. I represent a number of independent record companies, too. So, you know, um, although I'm mostly on the artist's uh, wavelength, I, I can also see the business reasons. And I think what record companies will say to you is, hey, we sign these artists, we're giving them some money, and we don't know what they're going to come out with. Right, which is why they hire a producer. The producer is supposed to be there to like, you know, make it artistic, but also make it commercial, so to speak. Uh, we don't know, and sometimes we we get delivered to us an album, which is entirely not what we thought. And God forbid we should try and get one of these tracks on the radio. There is no, nothing's there. There's nothing there that we can sell. So I think that's the record company's argument that uh, they're in the business of selling records, CDs, digital downloads, all that stuff, and uh, they have it's a risky business anyway. So they're saying if we don't ascertain in our business judgment that there's anything there that is commercially viable, 
why should we throw money at uh, you know marketing it and trying to promote it? It's it's very very expensive. We already know the answer. It's not going to happen. So that, I think that's their answer. In, in layman's terms, if you can't get out there on that corner and make daddy his money, daddy can't use you. At all. Now, the point of all of that is, we've had experience with the particular artist that got a couple of mixtapes out, and one of his mixtapes that he put out is in classic. The label heard the mixtape was like, it's not good enough. Yep. Really, what he mixtape? Let me rephrase that. His album. When they heard his album, they're like, "Oh man, you know, we don't think we can do nothing with that." You know, and they looked at it like, "Well, you know, go back and make us another one." So he go back and make another one. That ain't good enough. And he make another one. Mm-hmm. That ain't good enough. Okay, the fourth installment of what he did. Okay, yeah, we 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 think we can work with that. But yet and still, he done three projects that are complete albums. And he had to let him go his mixtapes. Yep. Does that even make For sense? Free. For free. For free. The the the, the energy, the, the time, the spirit, the soul that he put into all that music. But yet it's still the label is trying to determine if your music is worthy of them. Mm-hmm. Your artistical value. Who is anybody I mean, we, we have we are all our own we are worst critics, number one, but we all can Respect someone else's artistical side. Now, trash is trash, boo boo is boo boo, garbage is garbage. Good records right. are good records, hot records are hot records, and hits are hits. You cannot you cannot deny any of that. But at the end of the day, when you got some cats that's probably living in the hills and they don't even know nothing about black culture, probably don't even give a dang about the art form itself. They gonna tell you you ain't good enough. You ain't you. Nah, we can't make no money off of that. Right. But you still run to them and you want to sign a deal with them. Does that even make sense? Hmm. Does it make sense? What are your thoughts on that, Al? I mean, <clears throat> like she said earlier, the label is looking for something that's going to be commercial. And your interpretation of what commercial is is not what the interpretation of what the label is. So you can be in the studio all day making, you know, hundreds of records, and none of those hundreds of records will be considered commercial for them for them to put it on the radio. So pretty much you're wasting time, money, and your artistical value because for what? Since you signed to this deal, you can't release none of these records and make money off of them. You got to give them away for free. So, you know what? That is the primary reason why we hear the same type of songs from everybody. Yep. Because the label saying if you're not commercially viable, we can't use you. So that means everybody that go in the studio, instead of being themselves, artistical, expressing themselves, being different, giving us a variety of music, what are they doing? They handing us the same old trap record, the same old dope boy record, the same old sexually explicit record, the same old oversex record, the same old, same old, same old. Do you really still want to be signed to a record label? Do you really want to be signed to a major record label? Ask yourself that. I don't know if we can tell you what to do, what not to do. You know, we're just here to spread the information. Um, I really can say, man, I appreciate everybody that listened to this show. 
I appreciate everybody that spread the word about this show. Uh, we thank each and every one of you guys that, you know what I'm saying, participate in things that we do on the Internet, and then that the ones that do call in when they can call in. We appreciate you guys. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you got to make an informed, smart decision to see if this is what you really, truly want, or can you truly do it on your own? Mm. Can you do it on your own, or, or, or are you man enough? Let's say, like, are you man enough to do it on your own, or are you scared? Ask yourself those mm. questions. Tonight think about talk, it. Yeah, think about it. Tonight we talked about the three sixty deals. We gave you some details on those three sixty deals and the contract issues and the things that you know a lot of guys are chasing right now. Please go back and listen to the show again. Make sure you take the time to dissect all this. Fact check it. The fact check it. Make sure what we're telling you is appropriate. Don't just go on our words. Go out there and learn what you need to learn and listen to what you need to listen to. Once again, I want to give a shout-out to our man Nation and our man Blaze. I know they're out there listening right now. Uh, once again, I want to reiterate uh, before the time of, of school starts again, which a lot of us are starting pretty soon. Uh, go over to nationsaidit.com, as we said at the beginning of the show, www.nationsaidit.com. That's N-A-T-I-O-N-S-A-I-D-I-T, nationsaidit.com, and register for that $250 back-to-school giveaway that these guys are giving away. And uh, I also want to send a, a shout out to our people out there that support us, Cotton Kings. The whole world will be uh, the whole world will be picking cotton soon. Not like the real cotton, y'all. We talking about these cotton T-shirts that these guys got. Y'all make sure that y'all support that. And uh, our man over uh, over at Apartment K, they better put us back on that link for that uh, for that website. We're gonna have to we gotta do something to them, man. Right. Got to do something to them. But uh, any any final any words, man? I, I know I kind of went in, man, but hey, hey, I just really hope you know everybody who tuned in and everybody who will listen to the archive episode. That if you are an artist, man, please, please, really pay attention to what's going on with with these three sister deals, man, because we really don't want anything negative to happen to anybody. We don't want anybody to lose their passion for music. You know, because this will make you lose your passion for music, man. Like, make you not even want to do it. You know, as far as I go, if you do sign one. So, if you do sign one, make sure you have a good lawyer, man. Someone who can actually read these contracts. Make sure you get advice from people who have been in the industry. And just and just make sure you take it home for yourself, man. And study it. And really, you know, learn the industry before you sign your name on that line. Well said, my brother. Make sure you guys tune in with us this Sunday on the Talk of the Time. We're going to have another explosive, exciting um, show coming up for you guys. Last Sunday we had a fan favorite, the Cougars versus the Sugar Daddies. Man, our man, Mr. Trill, said he had to listen to it two times, man. He said he thoroughly enjoyed that show. Shout out <laughs> to our man, Mr. Trill, out there. He said he loved that one, man. It was a good show. That's one of our fan favorite shows right there. Uh, also, man, uh, this coming up Tuesday, we will have a Tuesday morning takeover for all our R&B lovers and people that just want to Google real easy in the midday of the morning. Make sure you tune in to Tuesday takeover, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's 9 
Central. I, I hate having to keep saying that, but some people act like they can't some recognize Some people just that. don't know. Some I know. People just don't know, man. Once again, we appreciate you guys, man. We out. Yo. Spell five, middleman, yeah, spell five, oh, follow me at spell five on Twitter, yeah, uh, it's the talk of the town, man.